You've heard the adage, how many networks are there in the world? The answer, just one. If that's the case, it stands to reason that whatever cybersecurity help the United States can give smaller nations will benefit the cyber posture of the U.S. That's why the State Department is supporting an effort to provide that help. It enlisted the MITRE Corporation to help foreign governments assess their own cybersecurity. Joining me in studio with how it works, MITRE's lead in cyber capacity building, Joanna Vazana. Ms. Vazana, good to have you in. Thank you. Great to be here. Tell us about this program. What will MITRE actually be doing under the auspices of the State Department? Sure. So MITRE's job is to help the State Department work with foreign governments at the national level to assess and determine where the U.S.'s resources can best be used to help those nations and those governments build up the cyber ecosystems in their countries. And that's not just technology. That means the human capital, the processes, the governance structures, and the technology that can help enable the national goals of that nation and that can also support U.S. foreign policy. And what sort of nations are we talking about? Clearly not Russia and China, but also probably Great Britain, for example, doesn't need our help in that regard. So what, where do these nations fall? Sure. So we work with nations in sub-Saharan Africa. Uh, we've done a bit of work with nations in the Western Hemisphere, Latin America. Um, we have some work with Eastern European countries, uh, particularly uh, Ukraine. And uh, going into some work with Georgia and Moldova, uh, some other regional engagements with Eastern European uh, countries, and uh, some uh, Southeast Asia folks in the Indo-Pacific region as well. It sounds like there's a big educational component to this whole thing. Yeah, of course. So like all countries, the U.S. included, these nations that are building up their infrastructure and their capacity uh, – need a level of strategic advising, it's hard to get your hands around an issue that's as large as building up a national cyber ecosystem. Where do you start? How do you even begin to think about such a cross-cutting issue? And we are looking at both the opportunities and the risks, of course. So our job is to really get into those uh, those nations, work with the federal government stakeholders, talk with as many uh, industry and academic partners as we can, and get a sense of that context, that environment, uh, what are the important areas that that nation hopes to achieve, what are the areas that the U.S. hopes to help that partner achieve, and help determine the best place to start, what can be leveraged for the uh, most capacity, for the best um, use of resources, and then also, like you've mentioned, uh, nations like Great Britain um, and other like-minded partners are also working in this space. So how can we work together as a U.S. partner um, to really leverage the whole global um, assistance effort so that we're not duplicating, we're building off of each other um, and really giving the best um, best product that we can. And when you talk about a country like Ghana, the Republic of Ghana or Botswana or some of these countries, the question is what sort of ecosystem in technology do they have to begin with Sure, compared with the rich where everybody around here has a 5G smartphone next year? Yeah, well, you'd be surprised. The In the developing world, Internet access is absolutely exploding. Uh, they're leapfrogging, meaning not taking the traditional route of going from desktop to laptop to smartphone to, or tablet. Uh, these countries, um, the vast majority of the population have smartphones. 
And they're very quickly moving from 2G to 3G to 4G and now into 5G technology. So these are um, populations that are traditionally uh, considered vulnerable, under-resourced, but also have uh, huge computing power in their pockets. So it's an approach uh, that requires um, some innovation and some uh, looking at the context specifically um, so that we can best help those societies harness what they have, uh, use it for the most opportunity, and also um, put those barriers into place so that some of the traditional security and fraud activity criminal organizations, um, and other nefarious actors don't take advantage of those populations while they're growing. We're speaking with Joanna Vazana. She's the lead in cyber capacity building for the international programs at the MITRE Corporation. And to what extent do those governments rely on cloud computing and online resources, and for that matter, their militaries? What extent do they rely on online resources to conduct their daily business and therefore have sensitivity to cyber problems? Sure. So, of course, that's growing, and it varies country by country. Uh, In fact, in some locales, governments are operating uh, entirely on Google, right? Um, and that's not necessarily a bad situation for um, for growing uh, growing governments. Uh, cloud technology or commercial technology could be the most secure and most reliable method that they have available, uh, rather than building individual government in, um, infrastructure and architecture. So it really depends. And uh, militaries are uh, kind of going a couple of different ways. Uh, certainly, we see. Uh, governments around the world that are more authoritarian, uh, where the um, cyber uh, capacity grew up in the intelligence community, in the uh, national security community, uh, and even in some democratic com- um, governments, that's not unusual as well. Uh, but other um, other governments, particularly um, nations that have militaries that are focused on things like national emergency response or humanitarian efforts or peacekeeping efforts. Uh, They are a little less mature. They're looking at uh, cyberspace for more of an economic driver. So it really just depends on where you are. And when you walk into these places, and I guess you probably have yourself personally to some of these nations, how receptive are they to, hey, I'm from the United States, I'm working for the State Department, we're here to help? Yeah, it's a good question. So we typically take the approach of needing to meet that government where they are. And I think that governments globally recognize now that cyberspace is really a make or break uh, domain. Uh, They're seeing global attacks. They're seeing um, banking um, and ransomware issues. So today it's very easy to sit down with uh, a foreign government um, and have a receptive multi-stakeholder environment where people are around the table, they have political will, and they're ready to work. Because, I mean, there are sometimes you find lost tribes in different continents that people that have never had contact with the West and this kind of thing, once in a while they pop up or they're protected from contact in the West because it would harm both sides. And so if you were to show people like that a smartphone, it might have come from another planet for all they know. But when you're dealing with national governments, even poor ones or recently established ones, they know what this game is about in general, don't they? Yes, exactly. They do. And they realize that uh, forming that strong ecosystem in cyberspace is really going to be a determining factor of 
kind of keeping up with the geopolitical and security and not economic trends of the modern modern world. And what are the metrics for success in this program and how long is it all going to go? Sure. So that's a really good question. In our work, uh, our metrics are particularly qualitative. Um, you would think traditionally, seeing, hearing the word cyber, you think technology, machines, data. Uh, it's really a human problem. And one of our key metrics of success is, are we able to get the right stakeholders around the table to not only work with us, but to work with each other? Um, it's amazing going into governmental settings where individuals from different agencies within a government have never met, have never spoken, and yet they uh, both are thinking about the same issues in cyberspace. They're both looking to solve security issues. And to have that um, promotion of the multi-stakeholder environment and build that connective tissue among individuals in governments themselves is a huge indicator of future success. So that's where we look to measure. Joanna Vazana is the lead in cybersecurity capacity building for international programs at the MITRE Corporation. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We'll post this interview along with a link to more information at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand and on your device. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. As prices keep creeping up, your entertainment budget doesn't have to take a hit. Live One Plus has all the music you love, ad-free for only $3.99 per month. Dive into Live One's massive library of songs, listen to curated playlists, or create your own. Check out exclusive artist-hosted stations and do it all for the best price in streaming. Lock in a Live One Plus membership for just $3.99 per month now, and you'll not only beat inflation, you'll get all your favorite music ad-free. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.